Welcome to Moment in Ministry, hosted by Pastor Steve Dameron. Hello, this is Pastor Steve Dameron for Moment in Ministry. And because of what's going on, I have two special guests. I got Pastor Courtney Lewis from Chicago, and then Abraham. I'm not going to try his last name, but Abraham is a <laughs> student that came to Fairhaven, graduated, and he came from Nigeria. And so I think both of them have a really interesting perspective when it comes to this idea of the Bible and racism. Now, when you come to the Bible, you don't see a lot of the Bible talking about ra- racism because once you're in Christ, we all become uh, we com- become one. All right, that's found in Ephesians 2. We'll talk about that some. But you do have prejudice addressed in the Bible. Uh, James chapter 2 addresses prejudice that can occur because of money. Uh, the rich and the poor. Uh, Christ dealt with prejudice when he was here on this earth and the religious world. Uh, remember, he uh, basically lamb blasted the religious crowd who was prejudiced against those who were not following the law. Uh, then you have also Christ addressing uh, some prejudice, and there, there was a little national because of the Samaritans, but, but he addresses it in a biblical fashion every time. It's addressing it, uh, that idea that the Bible is preeminent. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to have Pastor Lewis uh, start out, and he's going to maybe share uh, some personal insight into it and then some things that he studied, and I think you'll find a really good biblical perspective between uh, the both of them, and we'll kind of discuss this. Oh, well, I would just say that when I went to high school, I went to a Christian high school, and I did not know that in this uh small Illinois suburb that I was going to a high school, a Christian high school that had had deep racial divide. And when I got there, I was the second student in the history of that school, long history of the Christian school. I was the second student that was black um, that the school ever had seen. And the first student that was there that was black graduated just before I came. He went out as a senior. I came in as a freshman. He was the first black student ever to attend that school, and it split the church. Wow. It completely split the church (laughs) over this issue. Hmm. And then I came along as a freshman. And so I didn't know that till many years later that I was entering into um, an environment where they had had huge church struggle over this issue. I just thought I was going to school. And immediately I faced racism. I faced it in many forms. I faced it in jokes. Uh, A lot of times it's in the form of jokes. I faced it in the form of even the teachers. Mm. Uh, And so I know that racism is real. Yeah. uh, But I've determined that through the power of God and with his word that it can be something that's overcome in our hearts. Mm -hmm. In our hearts as people. Yeah. Uh, for a white man, it can be overcome in his heart. For a black man, it can be overcome in his heart. He's made us of one blood, Right. the Bible teaches. And right. so we need to remember that essentially we, we say this a lot, but do we believe it? We're mm-hmm. of one race, right. um, essentially one family. And, of course, when we become believers, we're part of the family of God. Right. Families right. have problems. Right. <laughs> right. And I think that, like, I know we've talked about this a lot. I don't know that we've just parked on this, but it's. It's interesting that as you grow in the Lord, um, uh, color dissipates because you and I both have really good friends that are Filipino. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Billy Hardacker, mm-hmm. who grew up in the uh, Philippines. Uh, Sam Kim, I love Sam Kim as a brother. Um, different, 
brother. You know what <laughs> I mean? But, but I, I love Sam Kim. Uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of others that I I can think of and they come to mind. I don't even think of as a as a Christian as you grow, it it does yeah. uh, it it dissipates. Yes. The closer you get to the cross, I yeah. like to say, the more colorblind <laughs> you become in that yeah. way. And so, I I feel that we are in danger these days of letting our biblical worldview mesh with the worldview of unbelievers. Oh, yeah. And so our, our worldview needs to be guided by scripture, yeah. not passion. Yeah. Uh, whenever passion gets involved, it yeah. normally takes us uh, away from the scripture because yeah. we begin to follow our heart, mm. which the heart is deceitful yeah. above all things and yeah. desperately wicked who can know it. And so I think a big problem is in racism is that we're not dealing with our own individual internal problems. Yeah. Problems of the heart. Yeah. And until I'm willing to deal with my internal problems, then I'm going to have a jaded view of the problems in the world. Mm. I need to deal with my heart. And so I think with racism, uh, a believer comes to uh, an understanding of what the scripture teaches. They're not just trying to solve society's problems, but they're trying to solve their own problems. Right. And in the process of getting closer to God, uh, then these things become not so much of an issue personally. Yes. And, and uh, racism also... I, I think um, if, if you get away from Scripture, another thing that it gets away from is the the individualism that is in Christ, and that is a, a it's a basic truth to the Bible that all right. So if all right as as a black man, or let's say it's an Asian man, all right, or like me, right, we were joking about this. I'm Indian, all right. I'm part <laughs> Indian. I'm part Cherokee, and and so I didn't know until just a few years ago I'm supposed to be offended. All right, you know, I grew up in Cleveland. They have the tribe. I didn't know I was supposed to be offended. So even in all of those things, well, if I start griping about all that, and you start saying, "Well, man, you know, well, what about um, the black man and this and this?" God made you. Yeah. So, so what you're doing is saying God didn't know what He meant. Right. And He did. I mean, the, David, the psalmist said, "We're fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me." I mean, we we joke. Uh, like the the Dameron kids always get the gift, the nose. All right, and and so we could say, oh, but wait a minute, God made me that way. Yeah, yeah. I have to accept that. We talk a lot about slavery, but yeah. there's a different form of slavery that yes. we don't talk enough about, and that is being a a a, a victim, having a victim yes. mentality, yeah. um, and becoming the victim. Yeah. And so I think that all of that coupled with the sense of entitlement that we see today. Yeah. Um, entitlement is a very dangerous thing because um, entitlement turns into passion and then uh, people become ungovernable. Mm. They become un unable to be governed because of a sense of entitlement turning into the wrong type of passion. Mm -hmm. And so we're not guided by the scriptures again. We're yes. guided by a sense of entitlement. Yeah. So I'm going to turn to Abraham here. Yeah. So you can say your last name for everybody, but, you know, <laughs> so we can try to get it right. But yeah. Why don't you explain a little bit of your background and then some of your input yeah. as you've grown and you've grown up in Nigeria, then you come to America, and now you're seeing what's happening here, and just kind of we'll, we'll probably both jump in. Somewhere. Yeah. It's 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 interesting that he talked about the heart. Yeah. Because growing up in a a country that's you know 90 percent black people. You would think that racism is not going to be there, mm -hmm. but it's. Act I, I think it's more so there than than it's here, because you know um, 
uh, one of the things I was talking to a friend yesterday in Africa right now, they're rioting because of the, what just happened last mm. f- a few days ago. And he, he was, you know, he was surprised. He says, why are they rioting for something that happened thousands of miles away from them when your own father won't let you get married to someone from a different tribe? Wow. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, that, that racism is still there. You know, you, you all look alike. But because they are not the same tribe as you are, right. you know, they're, they're not as good as you are, or they're mm-hmm. not acceptable to you. And, you know, it just goes back to the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's that I, I see it more of like pride. Yes. Because man thinks, you know, I am I am who I am and no one else can be like me. So I have to accept only those that are in the same category as mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and everybody else is not acceptable. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color you look like. Mm-hmm. You know that that racism is still there when it comes to to just the heart and and the and the pride. You know, pride is right there. Now yeah. in in Chicago, the the mantra I hear it constantly as I minister in Chicago is the white man this, the white man that, and how we're being so oppressed by the white man. But what we don't hear enough about is what we're doing to each other. Yes. Okay, how we're shooting each other in the streets and how we're destroying each other. And so that conversation needs to be uh, pointed out. Yes. And there needs to be dialogue between, look, we're talking about not being able to get along with white people. We can't get along with each other. Right. uh, Within our own race. Uh, You go into the grocery store in an urban community and it's chaos. They're they're arguing with each other. They're yelling and screaming at each other. And so it's it's not so much a race problem as it is an internal problem yeah okay if you can't get along with someone with the same color of skin don't say it's a race issue mm-hmm. 